Welcome to the United in Motherhood podcast. My name is Zoe Young and I am a young mama to two beautiful babies. What can you expect on here? Well, hopefully it's a safe space, not just for mums, but for all women. A place where you can listen to the stories that will leave you feeling empowered, connected and a part of something so much bigger. This podcast runs alongside our United in Motherhood YouTube series, which can be found by searching United in Motherhood by Zoe Young on YouTube. Alrighty, let's get to it. So welcome guys. I'm actually, can I swear? I guess I can swear because this is my podcast. I'm shitting myself because I'm so used to sitting alongside someone and interviewing. If you're new and you haven't actually seen our YouTube series, be sure to search that. I think I said that in the intro, but if you search Zoe Young or United Motherhood on YouTube, it should come up. And we've done series with the likes of Emma Isaacs, Ashie Bynes, Brittany Noonan, Steph Pace, and then a plethora of other amazing women that you may or may not have heard of, but their stories will have you seeing, uh, I guess, the world in a different kind of way. So That is a little bit about our journey to creating a podcast. So many women have said, can you pop it on a podcast so I can listen to it in the car or when I go for a walk? And you know what? I listen to podcasts all the time, so I don't know why it's taken me so long to get my act together, but I'm so excited to be doing this and I feel like I can just do a drum roll. I could probably enter that weird sound effects, but I mean... I don't even know if I'm going to be able to edit that, so we'll just see. Um, today, it's literally just me interviewing me, and I am freaking the fuck out because <laughs> I'm so good at hiding behind other people's stories and sharing other people's, or like, like I like to think I'm pretty good at it. So, my favorite podcasts are the podcasts that take me on a journey, so let's go through my journey. I've only been on this earth 26 years, but let's go back to the V and the P that made me the P in the V I should say my beautiful parents they are literally the best guys I know that there's so many people in this world that say my parents showed me exactly what I didn't want to do or I don't want to do this I am so blessed and I know I'm one of the few or one of the lucky few I should say and I hate the word lucky but I think in this instance it's okay to use I have been shown the exact kind of family unit that I want to forge. My parents met in their late teens and they moved pretty quickly. Mum actually came on my YouTube series. So if you haven't seen that, go and search Zoe Young Mum maybe on YouTube and that should come up. But she dove into having a child with mental health and how she sort of navigated her motherhood um, with that in mind. But mum and dad met, they got married at 20 and 21, I think it was, and then had me 10 short months later. So my mum was one of those lucky women who got pregnant incredibly easy, which is so frustrating for any of us that are listening that are trying to conceive or have been through, you know, what you guys are going through. But she was one of the fortunate ones that did get pregnant really easily. And her and dad had all four of us by the time they were 27 and 28. So they moved really, really quick. And like I said, my parents first and foremost are my parents, but they're my best mates, guys. Like they are the people that I tell everything to. And they're the people I feel most comfortable just being me around other than my husband, of course. But they're just the best. And I think that's because it all came down to just having a really open communication. And maybe that stemmed from when my sister got unwell, which I'm going to dive into in two seconds. But 
let's move on to my childhood. I don't have any massive stories. I grew up on acreage um, in Sydney, Sydney, Australia, if you're listening from internationally. Hello, guys. I am the eldest of four kids. My parents had me young-ish, I guess I would say, and they really have shown me, like I keep saying, but they're just, guys, they're the fucking best. Like, I can't even tell you. I want my parents to come on this podcast, on my YouTube series. I want everyone to have parents like mine. Like, every single person deserves to have parents like mine. They led by example. They're fun. They, they're, but then we all respect them to within an inch of our lives. So, I don't know how they did it, but they did it. And I'm just trying and hoping and praying and crossing everything possible that I'm able to create a family unit like they did. But yeah, that is kind of like my childhood. I literally don't have any real stories. I was incredibly sporty. I love sport. I still love sport. I was really happy, like eldest of four kids, really outgoing, just really happy. It was a really happy childhood. I don't have anything in my childhood that I you know, I don't have any negative things that I can kind of think of in my head. Moving on to my teenage years, I went from a co-ed primary school that I just loved and I thrived in. I was, you know, school captain, not school captain. That was a fucking lie. I was house captain. My best mates were boys and girl, one girl. Shout out to Rob Locke, to Finley and to Lozzie. You guys were like my rocks when I was younger. And I just... I had, I was so happy. I feel like I had everything in primary school. It was literally the best time of my life, except for now being a mom. Can you say that you had the best time in your life? You can have multiple best times in your life, let's be real. And I was just super happy. But in year seven, I moved to a, sorry guys, I really should turn my sound off. I moved to a all girls school and I fucking hated high school. Like, hated it up until year 11 which I'm going to get into so I went to an all-girls school and I am pretty proud to say that I was a really strong young girl despite being in a group of people that you know some of them I guess I should say I shouldn't group everyone together you know like played with drugs and sex and uh, all those things that teenagers just tend to do. Um, I was really proud to say I've actually never touched a drug ever, not anything. And no hate to anyone who does. You do you, hun. I'll do me. But I just was never influenced on that kind of stuff. I was incredibly strong-willed. But I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't say I was bullied. But I definitely wasn't. I just didn't have a great time. Like I can't even explain why, but I just didn't have a good time. I was trying to be friends with people I probably shouldn't be friends with. They were said my they were my friends, but yeah, they used to run away. And look, they might have thought that I was doing nasty things to them, and I probably was. I just think it was a really awful environment. And I'm not overly friendly with any of those girls from that school and I don't really know why. It's probably like a fault on my behalf to be honest. I never really stayed in touch, but hey, that's life. People come and go. So anyone that's listening that went to that school, I'm sorry if you ever felt like I was a nasty girl because I'm sure they probably are. But that part of my life was, it's a bit of a blur now, but it's when I really developed something. This is something I've never shared, by the way. Like people in my life that are listening, like my besties, they don't even know this. So I don't know why I feel inclined to share with you, but I feel like it's something that has weighed on my shoulders and a secret I've kept for such a long time that it needs to come out. And it was something that happened in my teenage years. So after my sister got sick, she, for those of you that haven't watched YouTube, she was diagnosed with bipolar um, during her, I think she was around like, 
I don't know when the diagnosis officially came, but she was unwell from the age of 15 to 16. And during that time, my beautiful parents were navigating everything they were going through to the best of their ability and they smashed it out of the park. They never made any of us three feel, other three, feel any different. They obviously told us that to parent just differently and explained it to me as best they could being, I think I was 15 at the time, maybe 16 at the time. But anyway, it was a really trying time for our family and during that time I I'm not proud to say that I did succumb to something I never thought I would and I started to hate who I was as a person and really just not be the happy confident girl that I was and I developed an incredibly unhealthy relationship with food and I think it started with just not really eating a whole lot and it wasn't even to do with the physical it was more just an element I think of control I felt like I had no friends I felt like I was really alone I did have my boyfriend which I'll get into in a second and we were together for a really long time but again I don't know why I just decided to not really eat a whole lot and After that, um, people kept saying, you look great, you look so fit. And I was always a tiny girl. Like, I don't know why this came about. I can't even explain to you. Like, I wish I had an answer, but I don't. And after a while, it became, you know, my parents picking up that I wasn't eating. So I would eat a whole lot. And then I developed bulimia. And, oh, I need to gather myself because it makes me so emotional. And I don't know why. I think it's just something that I was so ashamed of for so long. And I know so many people that go through what I went through and I can't explain why but it took my mom saying to me we know what's going on and you know we want to help you and this isn't healthy and for a long time I was like yeah yeah I want help but I didn't want help I hid um, what I was doing I pretended I was fine but after a while I started reading all the things that it could do to me and I I knew I wanted to be a mom one day and I started reading about all the infertility stuff and it freaked me out but I couldn't stop it. It got to the point where I'd eat and it would just come out and I couldn't stop it and it scared me. And I sought help in a beautiful woman called Allison and she she was, yeah, she saved me along with my mom. Um, we never really talked about it as a family. I was very embarrassed and my parents really respected me on that and they just, you know, I talked to my mom a lot about it and then I went to Allison and she she fixed me and she gave me the tools to get through what I was going through. So if you are someone that is listening to this and you struggle, not just maybe with an eating disorder, I hate even saying that, but I guess I got to throw my hands up in the air and say I did have an eating disorder and it wasn't fun. It sucked balls and it will always live on a little bit in me to some extent, I think. Not the bulimia side of things, but just being a bit strange with food, um, which again, I'll get into in a little bit. So yeah, that was towards the end of my teens. I think from like 16 to about 19 was when it was really, really bad. And around 19 is when I sought help. And it's the best thing I've ever done. So then I begged my parents, well, this is actually during the whole bulimic slash eating disorder stage. I begged my parents to make me move schools. I remember finishing the school holidays 
and literally saying to my parents, I am never going back there. I want to be better. I want to change. I don't want to be the person I'm becoming at this school. I feel disconnected from every single person there. I played sport with a lot of older girls and the girls that I was really felt like were my happy place at school had left. They were two years older. I was in year 10 and I just said, I'm never going back there ever. And they never sent me back. So I'm really appreciative and I know so many pa- like parents out there listening and like, oh, what a whinging brat or whatever. But I was a really good kid, like a really good kid. I was really mature. Well, at least I think I was really mature. And my parents listened and thank fuck they did because I went to a new school where my best mate from primary school had gone and I met the girls that they saved me along with Allison and my mom and my whole family, everything that I was going through moving to that school saved me and I'm going to get emotional talking about this but shout out to Lozzie and Beck and Ash who have stuck by me through everything and they may be living away from Australia they all live internationally Loz is in New York Ash is in New Zealand and beautiful Becky's over in the UK but they're the girls that have stuck by me and they accept me for who I am and going to that school was just such a more positive environment they were happy and they laughed and they were all friends with each other I went from a group of like four to a group of 28 and they were all so different yet everyone was such good friends with each other and it made me realize that school didn't have to suck dick all day every day it was a happy time of my life the last two years of school were the best and it made me want to do better hence why this whole disordered eating thing sort of started to come to an end towards the end of my teens it still wasn't gone don't like I'm not gonna lie like even when I met Toby when I was the end of 18 I was still Toby's my husband by the way I was still not 100% but thanks to the girls that not only saved me when I was there but the ones that have just stuck around in my life and have you know my path has been very different to the people that have been in my life for a long time and they still stick by me even with my weird things that I do so I love you guys anyway moving on to well have I even touched on my boyfriend I can't even remember so in high school I had a boyfriend we were together for three years we were everything to each other but we just grew apart and when I just turned 18 I think it was we went our separate ways and we just fell out of love like completely out of love and a couple of months later I met the love of my life Tobias G and he has been the best thing for me he is my biggest support my biggest cheerleader he always listens to my crazy ideas and lets me run with them and supports me in every way possible and he has done since literally day dot it's so funny actually funny story so Toby and I dated when I was 12 I think he was 13 or 14 he's like a year and a half older than me so I don't know how old he was but we were like babies right we met at the park shout out Elliot Masara who asked for my number I think I'd got a mobile phone like that week or something like I was stoked I had my little Samsung silver phone and I was stoked they asked my number I gave it to them I thought I was texting Elliot and then when I realized it wasn't Elliot I only realized actually when we met face to face in an alleyway and Toby and I started dating pretty much we dated on MSN but we did have the occasional face to face where we had a cheeky pash in the alleyway near my house (laughs) sorry mum and dad but you totally know that was going on you used to let me go there for like five minutes and you'd stand at the other end 
so strange thinking I was pashing my book. Anyway, whatever. So weird. But Toby did used to come over to my house occasionally and I would say to my mom, can I have him sneak in my window? And he used to climb in my window and we'd sit on my bed and play spelling bees with my sister. And I can't spell for shit. Like if you follow me on Instagram, you will know I can't spell for shit. My sister, Toby and everyone in my life is constantly texting me being like, you idiot, like you spelt that wrong or like, are you illiterate? Like look what you just wrote. So I'm really sorry if you follow me on the gram and you see all my really weird spelling mistakes. It's not my strong point. But yeah, Toby and I got together and I'll go into like having the babies and getting married in a little bit. But when I turned 20, I quit uni. I was at uni. I quit uni for the best thing ever, which is business chicks. So if you follow me on Instagram or you know me in my real life, Business Chicks is like my second family. I have been there five and a half years now and it is the best place to work in the entire world. And I can't even, like I can't even put into words as to why it is, but it just is. Trust me. If you don't know what Business Chicks is, Google it. It's amazing. So Emma Isaacs is the founder of Business Chicks and the global CEO and her and her head of events at the time, who is Rebecca Summers, who is now one of my very best friends, saw something in me that I don't even think I knew was in there and they gave me a chance. They hired me on their events team. I had really no event experience, if I'm going to be real, and the rest is history. I've grown with the team. I've grown up in the team. I've been there for forever. As long as I can remember, my career has just skyrocketed thanks to the opportunities that they've given me and the skills that I've learned there have been invaluable. And it's actually where this series was born. The series came to life off the back of me meeting some of the most incredible women you'll ever meet. And they're some of the women you may actually have never heard of. And their stories are the ones that I want to share with you that had me throughout my most I would say I was the most vulnerable I think in my early 20s to be shaped into something that could have been really bad but being around these women shaped me into something that I never even knew was possible they have empowered me made me just genuinely believe that all of us women can do everything and anything that we want to there is room for success guys for all of us to succeed and jealousy is the most horrific awful thing that women experience or everyone experiences but you see it a lot in women and it doesn't need to exist everyone can succeed and I've seen it firsthand through business chicks so at business chicks I was let's go back to the start I was 20 when I started there and sometime when I was around 22 Toby and I fell pregnant with beautiful Heidi Ray and I didn't know I was pregnant I was on tour with Lorna Jane and I just was really fucking sick like I was so sick I was so tired it was back-to-back events so I kept saying like oh I was so tired I bumped the event in at four and then I had to get up at you know go to bed at 12 because I was anyway I just kept thinking of excuses I did not think I could be pregnant I was on the pill and for all of you out there that say you can't fall pregnant on the pill fuck you because you can and I probably wasn't the best at taking it like I did obviously miss it every now and then and there'll be a couple of days where I'd miss it and then I'd take it again but that wasn't like a regular thing I actually didn't have a period since the December 2014 and I fell pregnant sometime in April 2015 so I don't know how it happened well I I do know how it happened but I don't know how it happened at the same time if you know what I mean anyway it was unexpected to say the least I was shitting my pants to tell two people scared to tell my mum 
and scared to tell Emma Isaacs, who is the founder of Business Chicks. My mom, I knew, had really stressed to me how hard it was having kids in her early 20s and how much she regretted not pursuing a career because she couldn't afford, they couldn't financially afford. But anyway, that's her story. She had always said to me, it was so hard and I don't ever want that for you. So she had kind of said in a way without saying it, don't have kids young. And Emma, because my career was really just starting to grow and I was so in love with my job and it was the biggest part of my identity at the time was what I was doing at work. I felt a part of something bigger and I was really discovering who I was and I didn't want to lose that. So I told my mom, I actually told my mom through a letter. I wrote a letter to her and I was too much of a puss. I actually gave the letter to my sister who was like 17 at the time and she gave it to my mom and my mom read it and didn't contact me all day. I was freaking out. My sister's like, yeah, she's read it. She's gone for a run, but like, I don't know. I was like, oh my God, she's going to kill me. Anyway, turns out she was really like, didn't know how to handle it, was really upset. Called my dad who was like, woohoo, shit. Yeah. going to be early, like young grandparents. How fun. And he like changed her mindset on it. And they've been, they've literally been amazing. They said to me, we want you to have your career. We want you to do everything you want to do. And we're going to help you do it. And I'm not talking financially. I'm not talking that kind of stuff. I'm talking in supporting me and listening to me and guiding me and helping me with my kids and just really giving me the chance to grow in my career and still be around my babies. And I guess that stems into how I told Em is I waited and waited and waited until I was close to like 20 weeks pregnant and another girl in the office who was quite a little bit behind me announced her pregnancy and I remember sitting there going oh my god like I have to tell I have to tell them like there's no way that I can't tell them that I'm pregnant now and I didn't even expect to do it on this day but I pulled Emma aside and I was like I've got something to tell you and I remember her just saying you're pregnant and it's okay. It's okay. I was like the baby in the office, guys. Like I was the young baby in the office. I don't think anyone expected that I would be pregnant. I didn't even expect to be pregnant. So M was amazing. And she literally, I remember she made me a promise that she was going to help me have the career that I had hoped. And oh, I'm getting emotional again, but I love you, Emma Isaacs. And you have just given me the world and I will forever be in debt to you. So thank you so much. <laughs> anyway, um, after we had Heidi, I went back to work after three months from home. I've actually worked from home pretty much ever since I had Heidi um, doing freelance work with business chicks. And it's been the best. We saved up, we bought a house. Um, and that's kind of where connection and disconnection began. But the disconnection began because people came and people left my life. The people I thought that would stick around didn't. Uh, My whole world was learning how to change nappies and get my baby to sleep and breastfeeding and juggling, working and being a mom and being a wife and having bills to pay and just feeling incredibly disconnected from the world that I knew it and I retreated from so many and so I'm so sorry if you were someone at that time that I pulled away from but It was a time that I think I needed people the most and I struggle to ask for help. I struggle to talk about my feelings. I'm always that happy-go-lucky and don't get me wrong, I usually am 99.99% of the time incredibly happy. 
But I was 23 years old and I was so in love with being a mom, but I was so lost. And that's where I started on YouTube. I took to YouTube um, knowing that the people in my life were laughing at me, knowing that no one understood why I did it, but I needed it and I found what I needed. I connected with so many. I was only really consistently uploading for about four months, but in that time, I found my people. I found Kiara. So if you guys don't know Kiara, she's Aussie mom vlogger on Instagram and YouTube. She is everything to me. She got me through a time that lots of people had left my life and she was the same age as me and she was going through what I was and she just got me. Like guys, she just got me. I can't even describe it. She saved me. There's a few people in this that I've said have saved me, but she did and she still saves me all the time and I, I need to share our story I'm getting emotional she's also been on my YouTube series um, on United in Motherhood but we've never actually shared just how parallel our worlds have been yet we live so far away from each other I still feel every single day if we don't speak in my heart I know she's just my forever person she'll always be a forever in my life and I'm so grateful for that I fell off the face of the earth of YouTube after about, I reckon I was on and off there for about a year and then I just kind of stopped YouTube. I was like at a thousand and something subscribers and I was like, yeah, I don't know why I'm doing this. I was really trying to do what everyone else was doing, which was the whole vlog thing. And that just wasn't my scene. I didn't like it. I didn't like putting stuff out there. I, sh- I was shit at editing and I just was, yeah, no, not about it. So I stopped and I every now and then we'd do a video and I got invited to go to this YouTube mummy meetup. And I remember thinking like, why the hell am I going to this? But Toby said to me, I was really lonely. I had no mum friends, like literally none except Kiara online. And Toby said, go, you're going to regret it. If you don't go, just go. So I went and thank fuck I did because I met my Elise and Elise is Oh, I keep saying everything to me, but the people I'm talking about are everything to me. They, these people that I'm chatting to you about, they're my people. They're my people that are everything and more. And I just wish I could string together some sort of words to tell them how amazing they are. But Elise showed me the kind of friendship that I didn't know existed. She's the kind of friend that will help you and listen to you and call you and check in. And she just is the best I've never ever met anyone like her and I don't think I ever will but she's my person she's someone that's going to be in my life forever as well and we met in the weirdest of ways like who would have thought that we'd meet through YouTube at a mummy meetup and she literally just moved back from the UK and I'm so grateful to her she's a big part of this United Motherhood series she films everything and edits everything and helps me with all my content because she's just amazing at that shit and she is yeah I just I can't I can't even go into it because I'll cry like oh I just love you I love you Elise I love you so much anyway so I am in my like 25 I'm 25 I think I was 24 25 and we decided to have um another baby I hadn't even had a period I didn't get a period with Heidi like I was breastfeeding her until 18 months and then we fell pregnant and we didn't know we were pregnant. I was waiting for my period to come because I'd stopped breastfeeding and it never came and I was pregnant and we were, it's the weirdest thing to describe. I was excited 
but I weirdly knew that I was never going to meet that baby. And I feel so guilty saying that because I feel like I wished it upon it, but I just knew that something was going to happen. And eight short weeks after being pregnant, we, we lost that baby. And I still think about it all the time. And it's funny, like I'm a big believer that everything happens for a reason. And without losing that little shooting star, we would never would have had our Blake. And I can't imagine a world without our beautiful Blake. He's our second baby. He was always meant to be my son. And he's just the best, guys. Like my kids are the best. They are everything to me. They make me want... To even like to drive this community, to share more, to reach more people, to have women feeling less alone on their journey, to give them tangible tools and bring them the people that are going to be able to not just inspire and empower, but help them with their day-to-day life. And that is my goal. Um, shit tits, I need to gather myself because holy moly, I've tried not to cry. I've tried... <laughs> so hard like I've tried reading this over and over and I just every single time I cry so (laughs) I'm so sorry I promise I don't cry all the time but anyway 12 short weeks ago I had the realization of my love of sharing and driving connection through sharing and that's how this whole series came about so that's a little bit about me who knows what else is to come there's so many things on my vision board in front of me that I hope will come to life but keep up to date with me on Instagram I'm at underscore Zoe dot young mama my next YouTube video will be with the amazing Elka Graham she was an Olympic swimmer she's an entrepreneur she's a mama she's just an all-around boss woman so that will go live on my YouTube channel next Sunday and then I will see you guys here on the podcast in two weeks. So Sunday in two weeks. But that's me guys. In a nutshell, I love you all so much. I know that sounds so weird. I don't even know you, but I do. I love you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this and I'll see y'all in two weeks. Peace. So that was it. Our first United in Motherhood podcast. I feel we're onto a good thing here guys and I hope you enjoyed our first episode. I'll see you in two weeks with the unstoppable Sophie Keisha. So, you better not bail on me, babe.